rise and shine. Rise and shine, chop chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine, it's a beautiful day. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I am Dater, and I am your father. Thank you for making us a part of your morning every morning, now Monday through Friday. Let's get to our top story. Uh, this might be the best argument for a VR metaverse. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. A paralyzed woman was finally able to speak through a digital avatar in a world first. So this okay. comes from The Guardian. A severely paralyzed woman has been able to speak through an avatar using technology that translated her brain signals into speech and facial expressions. The latest technology uses tiny electrodes implanted on the surface of the brain to detect electrical activity in the part of the brain that controls speech and face movements. These signals are translated directly into a digital avatar of speech and facial expressions, including smiling, frowning, or surprise. The patient, a 47-year-old woman, Anne, has been severely paralyzed and suffering a brain stem stroke more than 18 years ago. She cannot speak or type and normally communicates using movement tracking technology that allows her to slowly select letters, uh, I think with her eyes, up to 14 words a minute. Wow. She hopes the avatar technology could enable her to work as a counselor in the future. So it's one of those situations where the brain is completely functioning mm-hmm. like like normal, mm-hmm. but she just can't get any of that out, mm-hmm. which is, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. The team implanted a paper-thin rectangle of 253 electrodes on the surface of Anne's brain over a region critical for speech. The electrodes intercepted the brain signals that, if not for the stroke, would have controlled muscles in her tongue, jaw, larynx, and face. That's so strange. Wow. It's like picking up what the brain would do in your body and transmitting it as a computer code. Right. After implantation, Anne worked with the team to train the system's AI algorithm to detect her unique brain signals for various speech sounds by repeating different phrases over and over Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Uh, The computer learned 39 distinctive sounds and a chat GPT style language model was used to translate the signals into intelligible sentences. This was, this was then used to control an avatar with a voice personalized to sound like Anne's voice before the injury based on recording of her uh, speaking at a wedding at her wedding. Hmm. Like they use that. So it's kind of like that, you know, You only need like three solid seconds of a voice to replicate the voice now. Right. The technology was not perfect, decoding words incorrectly 28% of the time in a test run involving more than 500 phrases. But that's still great. Mm Mm-hmm. Wrong mm-hmm. only 28% of the time. Mm-hmm. And it generated brain to text rate at 78 words a minute, 
compared to the 110 to 150 words typically spoken in a natural conversation. So that's also great. Mm -hmm. That's at worst about half the speed as you would normally talk in a conversation. That's fantastic. However, scientists said the latest advances in accuracy, speed, and sophistication suggest the technology is now at a point of being practically useful for patients. A crucial next step is to create a wireless version of the BCI that could be implanted beneath the skull. So one that you could have that wouldn't really need charged mm-hmm. and wouldn't need a direct input power to use. Um, super dope. Yeah. Really cool use of technology. Mm-hmm. I'd never thought about this use of like a digital avatar. Right. Right. But like this has me thinking about like the metaverse and things like imagine being completely paralyzed in reality, but being able to actually control a virtual body mm-hmm. and speak and interact with normal uh, others like normal in a virtual environment, mm-hmm. a way to gain back at least some sort of uh, normality, even if it is in like on a virtual platform. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's got me thinking like even creating a VR world just for everyone that's in this situation. Like, I don't know how many people are completely paralyzed like this, mm-hmm. but I have to assume there's at least a couple hundred at any given time. Right. Well, we know somebody. That's true. There's mm-hmm. someone that we know. So, I mean, it's got to be at least a few hundred uh, in America alone that are in this situation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like if they could have their own virtual world right. where they could all go and interact and share the struggles with each other yeah. about that and talk like like you said this this woman wants to be a counselor yeah for that would I'm be... assuming people in similar situations right that would be amazing that would it be pretty cool kind of has an Amazon's upload feel to it I'll admit <laughs> so like it would need to be like a charitable thing like mm-hmm. funded by multiple tech companies as a goodwill gesture, mm. not have like, like what the normal metaverse would have, you know, like you buy this for an upgrade or, you know, mm-hmm. these, these kind of microtransactions or whatever. It would need to be like a, this is free kind of thing. Yeah. But anyway, back in the real world, even That's just cool. being able to have a somewhat normal conversation with somebody mm-hmm. uh, who can think clearly, but just can't, to have that yeah. ability to speak those thoughts out loud, that's got to be incredibly exciting. Yeah. Right? For like, think about your family mm-hmm. that you haven't been able to communicate to. Yeah. To just be able to talk. Yeah. That's awesome. To have a, a relatively normal rate of speed conversation too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can talk with her, but you have to use the extremely long process of figuring out the words. Or it has me thinking of like Breaking Bad, the, the old guy in the wheelchair, like had to use that. Which row and then which letter and which row oh, yeah. kind of thing just to spell out words and how uh-huh. it took so long to do. Like it's those kind of things that that they have to do mm-hmm. in these kind of situations. You can't have a real conversation at that point. Right. So, yeah, this is incredibly cool. I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. But I think even Me at too. this point, that's amazing. That's awesome. <clears throat> Let's move on to other news. Uh, Apple. Is formally endorsing the right to repair legislation after spending millions of dollars to fight it. This comes from 404 Media. 
Uh, Apple told California legislator that it is formally supporting a right to repair bill in California, a landmark move that suggests big tech manufacturers understand that they have lost the battle to monopolize repairing their cell phones or computers. Uh, they need to allow customers and independent repair shops to fix their own electronics. Apple writes in support of SB 244 and urges members of the California legislation to pass the bill as currently drafted. <clears throat> Apple wrote uh, to Susan Eggman, the sponsor of the bill, in a letter obtained by 404 Media. It says, we support SB 244 because it includes requirements that protect individual users' safety and security, as well as protect manufacturers' intellectual property. We will continue to support this bill so long as it continues to provide protections for customers and innovators. This is a landmark shift in policy from Apple, the most powerful electronics manufacturer in the world, and historically one of the biggest opponents of right-to-repair legislation nationwide. It means effectively the customers have won, consumers have won. So what makes this silly is like it's a good thing they're doing they're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But it's really clear they had no choice. Mm. <laughs> it's like Apple is convinced they can treat their customers like garbage because they're the it thing mm -hmm. in smartphones and computers. Mm -hmm. But I think people are getting tired of that. Mm. Why keep paying to be confined into their ridiculous razor wire fence like you have to pay a monthly subscription to use their repair service to call their helpline really apple care costs you money constantly jeez but that's but that's the only way that they'll allow you to fix your stuff too mm. and so you have to pay for the repair most likely mm -hmm. at least part of it mm -hmm. And you have to pay for just the ability to ask to have it repaired. Wow. On a monthly subscription. Do you think it's um, <laughs> that they're getting like behind in repairs or something? And they're like, you know, maybe we'll let others work on this too. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Yeah. Apple's such a huge uh, corporation. I'm sure they've got. Thousands. Maybe they're spending too much money on repairing and they're like, eh, maybe their stuff is taking more money to repair. Right. Right. And I still don't see them just not passing that back on though mm. to you. I, I think that it's just gotten to the point where there are too many people who are standing up against this and now governments are getting involved. It's like, look, let, let people fix their stuff. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> you don't, you don't need to take all the dollars. <laughs> let them have some dollars. Last up, uh, a story from the past. Darth Vader actor David Prowse, the guy in the suit, mm -hmm. spoiled the big Star Wars plot twist two years before Empire Strikes Back was released. And we're just finding this out. Uh, Star, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back featured one of the biggest and most surprising plot twists in movie history with, spoiler alert, the reveal, this is like the original spoiler alert, right? The reveal right. that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. <clears throat> It turns out Darth Vader actor David Prose spoiled the huge plot twist two years before The Empire Strikes Back even came out. George Lucas did everything he could to keep the whole I Am Your Father surprise a secret mm -hmm. before and during the film's launch. But two years before the movie's premiere, in an interview in 1978 with San Francisco Examiner, Prose revealed the, the potential plot twist in a sequel saying Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker are hooked up in a do-or-die lightsaber duel when Luke learns that Darth is, in fact, his long-lost father. Uh, 
part of the articles uh, listed below, but uh, the speculation, it, it, it appears like Prose was like speculating. Not necessarily like this is really happening, but just like, this is probably what's going to happen. Uh, but his speculation was right on the money. Oh, dear. Uh, I imagine some people may have thought that he was just joking around when he said it. He argued that his disclosure was purely coincidental, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if the internet existed back then, that quote would have spread like wildfire, but it was mm. pretty much contained in this one newspaper and didn't really go anywhere. At the time. <laughs> uh, I'm sure some of the fans who read the paper freaked out about it and talked about it with their friends, but uh, it didn't really go beyond that or ruin anything. It was pretty contained, uh, but he just recently let this out. Uh, <laughs> keeping actors from spilling the beans apparently has been a big thing forever. Um, if today's Internet existed back then, that one article would have come out and then every single nerdy news website and maybe many mainstream news sources mm -hmm. would have had an article titled Darth Vader is Luke's father question mark explanation point <laughs> or Obi-Wan lied about Luke's dead dad, etc. <laughs> All these kind of things um, like I'm remembering Mark Ruffalo, who was on one of the late night shows with a bunch of the other cast and they were talking about Infinity War. Uh-huh. And the other asking, you know, what happens? And Mark Ruffalo just lets out as a joke, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what happened. <laughs> Whoops. And you can see the face on like some of the other actors there going, Oh, oh, no. Shut up. <laughs> oh, what do we do here? Tom Holland, of course, notoriously uh, mocked for letting spoilers out accidentally. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Like the one that he kind of let out that Andrew Garfield was a member of, of the cast when in an interview with him and Zendaya, uh, Zendaya, Zendaya, however you say it, they're talking about how Zendaya was caught by Spider-Man. And mm -hmm. he goes, oh, yeah, I wasn't even there for that shoot, but I saw that. And then you could just see his face <laughs> just he slowly die inside. The reporter was kind enough to not follow up on that. <laughs> but he knew from that point on, yeah, he's definitely not the Spider-Man that caught him. <laughs> caught her. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, but Andrew Garfield, though. There was even like a leak of him on a green screen set, mm -hmm. like doing Spider-Man stuff. Uh -huh. And that dude did not cave <laughs> until the movie came out. He was asked about it for months. People saying, come on, we all know. We've all seen the stuff. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it sounds like a fun movie. They haven't contacted me. <laughs> <laughs> you liar. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that wraps up today's news. We're going to take a quick break. Didn't know where it was. But when we come back, Matt's got something to get off his chest. And we'll share today in Nerd History. Stick around. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but, you know, like us like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash Discord. We've got game lobbies, focused chat channels, spoiler rooms, and a whole bunch of niche nerdiness. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us.
Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. For this segment, Matt is taking the reins with something to get off his chest. All right. Here what we you go. got? What you here got, go. Matthew? So I have a story of Deidre being awkward. No. <laughs> I'm never awkward. awkward in so public? He's, he's never going to have that. Deidre's never awkward. Oh, that's never. a challenge. <laughs> that's a challenge right there. Welcome to the story time next week. All right. Now, here's my beef. <clears throat> my beef this week is TikTok and other like programs mm -hmm. are teaching us to be stupid on purpose. <laughs> Let me explain. Okay. I watched an interview a while back with um, the guy who does Unnecessary Inventions. He makes a lot of goofy things that don't really need to exist, but they're funny and they, you know, deal with some stupid problem or another. It's very, it's very entertaining TikTok account. And then he's made like longer form YouTube videos mm -hmm. through the process a little bit more. But he got interviewed about how to garner more traction, engagement on mm. the TikTok videos. And he said one of the things that he'll usually do is that he'll put captions and stuff on the screen. Like he'll make his own words on the screen. Mm -hmm. And he'll usually like misspell one word very badly. Or he'll misstate a fact or a date or something on purpose. Knowing People that he's going to get... Flooded with comments about, hey, actually, it's this. Hey, actually, is this. You're wrong about this. Hey, you misspelled that. Because those kind of comments drive engagement. It doesn't matter what the comments are, as long as you get comments. Wow. And you're going to have so many people online that have to be right about everything mm -hmm. and love to point out other people's stupidity that they're going to fall for it and then send that video up to more and more people's feeds. <clears throat> Everyone's commenting on this. We're so, going to start showing you this video more. Yeah. So what wow. has uh, that? I mean, I get that. And for the most part, it doesn't bug me because it usually flies over my head. <laughs> I don't realize that he misstated something or misspelled a word. Uh -huh. And the rest of the video goes on. It's not held there. What's bugging me are the TikToks are now like there's a bunch of games you can play in TikTok mm -hmm. as a part. You're recording it and you're trying to play the game. Mm -hmm. Or there's like a challenge. It's like it's impossible to do this. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are acting like they can't do it that. really is impossible. <laughs> there is one of them I saw was, how do you draw? It's impossible to draw two triangles with just five lines. I'm like, what? One, two, three. And then you use one of those lines as the third and you go four, five. There's two triangles. Right. And so there are dozens of videos that come up. What? That's not impossible. One, two, three. And then they start drawing another one. One, two. Oh! <laughs> oh! It is impossible. <laughs> oh, no. And then they make a million dollars from that video. <laughs> so many people will either comment how stupid they are or stitch themselves with that video. It's where it like plays that video on the one half and then oh, your half and the uh -huh. other. Or like, or, well, that's duetting. Stitching is where it'll play part of their video and then it goes to you and you do the other. But either way, both of those versions, duetting or stitching, will get more views on the original account as well mm. and bring people over there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. 
and then show them how stupid they are. Look how easy this is. <laughs> and I've fallen into that trap too, stitching a while back. I'm like, how are you not seeing this? I don't understand. Are you being wrong on purpose? It feels like you're being wrong on purpose. Yeah. There's another game right now that's like you have to. Got something. Do you? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'll jump back. The in other line. day you complained about all those weird uh, videos that come over from like the NPC. China. Oh no! Yes, and they're stupid. Oh. That's why. It's yeah. It's like they're they're. They're getting dumb comments. ways to take money out from behind or like the weird. And they, yeah. And they, they don't make any sense. They don't make sense. And they're going to get a lot of comments about that. Maybe this that's is dumb. This is stupid. What is happening? Here? What is, what is it? <clears throat> I don't but, get it. But here's, here's <laughs> this goes to a new level on Instagram reels or Facebook reels. You know, the Instagram reels that we see on Facebook Uh huh. because they're, <clears throat> <laughs> they're not about playing dumb they're about making you mad oh oh like the ones that like don't finish the ones that don't or... finish it's like here we're gonna have this big thing and he's working towards it and you're gonna see the oh, end and then it cuts I off hate those but the other worst ones are the ones that start it's it's playing something something in a wide format and you're looking at a bunch of stuff to see and the caption at the top is like i can't believe he got away oh with my it gosh, yeah. and you're like who who got away with what what did they get away with i'm watching this video and 18 times and to try and find one, and nothing. there's nothing there there's nothing there mm -hmm. and it's all just about you to say well thanks for wasting my time it's still a comment and it's still gonna rack them up <laughs> It's we are teaching ourselves <laughs> to be dumb on purpose so we can be popular. Wow. And that is so sad to me as a human being. It's all and about yet, the money. I will continue mm -hmm. to watch TikTok videos <laughs> for the few good ones out there. Mm -hmm. I know most of the stuff I like is that guy that makes weird pizzas, <laughs> the guy that has like 18 different personalities of himself around a table talking about food and clips from stand-up comedy shows okay that's the main thing i watch but still the most I, I have to get through so much garbage to get to the good stuff it makes me sad yeah. that's my story <laughs> that's what i'm complaining about that's your beef <coughs> you got with the society. other the other thing i was going to talk about the game the one of the popular games right now is like you're trying to there's like five marbles mm -hmm. on string it's kind of like those mm -hmm. click clack back and forth things but it, you're, you're trying to shoot they're in a circle and you're trying to click to where they can all flow back and forth without crashing into each other mm. okay and it's difficult it's a difficult thing to do it right but people will post themselves just doing it over and over again and getting it wrong like three minutes of them never getting it and he's like it's impossible Mm. So people will stitch with it and like, see, just do it this way. Click at this this rate. And there we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't figure this out in three hours? I don't understand. <laughs> You're so stupid. You're but so then stupid. really, like, they're the stupid. <laughs> they're just like, mm -hmm, bring me the money. Mm -hmm. Delicious views. Mm -hmm, so good. Mm -hmm. Stop it. <laughs> Now to wrap up our show, it's time for Today in Nerd History. 
today in nerd history. Today's date is August 31st. On August 31st, 1996, Crash Bandicoot released. This classic platformer game follows the adventures of a genetically enhanced bandicoot who must stop the evil Dr. Neo Cortex from conquering the world. On August 31st, 1999, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater released. This groundbreaking skateboarding game let the players perform amazing tricks and combos as one of several legendary skaters in a variety of realistic and creative levels. It spawned a series of 20 games across several platforms. On August 31st, 2011, Justice League number one kicked off the New 52 era of DC Comics. The New 52 was a bold initiative to relaunch its entire line of superhero comics with new number one issues, new costumes, new origins, and a new continuity that merged elements from the previous DC Universe, Wildstorm, and Vertigo Comics. On August 31st, 2021, Only Murders in the Building premiered on Hulu. This American mystery comedy drama television series created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman stars Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez as three true crime podcast fans who investigate murders in their Upper West Side apartment building. For more nerdy facts about today's entries, find the companion article on lovethynerd.com. We hope you have a fantastic day, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel, so you can catch up on any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Dater. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.